All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We are joined now by Utah Athletic Director Mark Harlan. He's on the Smart Rain guest line. It's no secret that Utah is in an extreme drought currently. That's why Smart Rain is the solution for any commercial property concerned about water consumption while managing irrigation. Find out more at smartrain.net. Mark, welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. How are we doing? We are doing well. And you've had about a week now, a little more than that, but about a week of name, image, and likeness. And I wonder, how much have you learned? You got more questions than you did a week ago? You got more answers than you did a week ago? Is your head spinning faster than it was a week ago? Oh, you know, it's been a, uh, it's been a good, good first week. Uh, it's filled with a lot of training and education, understanding, um, and uh, it's fun to see some of our real engaged student athletes uh, start to make progress in whatever they happen to be interested in. But uh, it, it is such an early phase of all this. Um, you know, we're just we're just anxiously awaiting anything that we can help. So you have a football program that is extremely high profile. Everyone knows that, and you've got some guys on that team that people would want to uh, align with. It's clear, right? I mean, they're good students, they're good athletes, they're good people, and all that stuff. And so uh, I would think that they've already been uh, inquired about as far as that goes. From the university's perspective, we were just talking about how universities would like to be involved. What is your level, from a university standpoint, in terms of reviewing and almost to the point, I don't know if approving is the right word, but what's going to be the connection there? Well, you know, obviously we talked about this being a weekend. What is literally eight days in is us finally getting the structures of of what the quote-unquote rules of engagement are. I mean, right up until the 11th hour, well-documented, we did not have any structure uh, from, from the NCAA and how this would work. And, of course, you guys know we're in a state that does not have specifications via a state law. So when midnight on July 1st uh, came about, or I should say 1201, you know, we really had an opportunity to kind of do what we thought was the very best for our students. And so we've kind of crafted along those lines. And so what we've really done is, is talked about how to do this with our students, right? How to. So the how to would be Come forward with concepts, ideas, things that you want to do. Work with our compliance office. Get some basic understandings of, of how this would work, some understanding of, of anything that may come about. And, of course, we're talking there about tax issues, if we've got kids on Pell Grant, if, if there's effects to that. Um, we also want to make sure that they do understand, which has not been widely reported, that there is still some eligibility items we have to, we have to work on. If they're doing a deal that's inducing them to stay at the University of Utah, if it's an incoming kid, to come to Utah, that will affect their eligibility. They have to do things that are straight pay for work, endorsement for work that are similar market values. So we've that what other people would get. So we're we're working with them on all that. Um, the best thing we've we've really been able to do here, and something I'm really proud of, is Charmel Green, our deputy AD and chief operating officer, who's leading this initiative. She just developed this incredible partnership with her team with the business school on campus. And that's the Lasan Institute, which is a great entrepreneurship program here. And so we're working with those people to work with our students to kind of craft how they want to move forward in their brand, how they want to do certain things. So that's what kind of we're seeing a lot of that right now, just explanation, how to, those kind of things. And we've certainly seen some activity. Um, we've certainly seen some of our students start to do things that we're excited about. They're maybe not 
getting the publicity of Master P's kid, right? Or those kind of things. But we're seeing some chip away at different opportunities that I think will be great for them. So are the early businesses that in, are interested, are they uh, businesses that have already been aligned with the university? Is it brand new? Are they more digital? Are they more brick and mortar? Are there any early trends? Uh, you know, I think what we're seeing is, is kind of a kind of a mixture. We're seeing uh, we're seeing some social media spaces, of course. We're seeing some Cameo. I'm sure your listeners know what Cameo is, and we thought this from the very beginning would be common. That's where our students can go on and, and give messages and videos to, to folks that want to pay for that. It could be happy birthday messages. It could be reaching out and speaking to somebody. We're seeing some limited uh, work on Cameo. Uh, we're seeing some, uh, you know, other type, again, social media type things. And I think we always knew that that would be really common. And so we're not surprised by, by any of that. But at the end of the day, there's two things that come to mind, right? One, it's July, right? And this is a time that our student-athletes either are in complete rest mode, uh, taking a mental and physical break, or if the case of our fall sports, they're deep involved in their summer conditioning program. And you got to have a lot of time to do this stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, it's up to them to do the work, uh, to reach out, do all those things. And it, it's just going to take some time and it's going to take some initiative. So I think we're seeing a, a small percentage of our kids that are involved. The rest of them are just kind of watching and trying to figure out if they want to jump in. I don't know if concern is the right word here, Mark, but what is the level of interest if it is concern from the coaching perspective as how is it going to affect the teams? Well, I mean, certainly that's been a big narrative for the last year plus on this is how does this all come in and how does the, uh, you know, the star athlete on any team, he or she get money and the others don't? You know, these were all the, the things that were of concern to, my, to many. But it really hasn't been that big of a concern for us here because, you know, maybe we're just real proud and, and confident of our coaches and how they handle team dynamics and expectations. Um, and I think we got great kids here. I don't think a kid wants to come in and cause friction on his team by doing something that's unseemly or – getting way far ahead of anybody. I mean, I'm sure we're going to have a couple incidents here and there, I mean, just like any place, but not too concerned about it. You know, not too concerned um, that it's going to cause cause issues. Obviously, that's up to the coaches uh, you know, before July 1 and after July 1. And work with Mark, you're breaking up there. We've lost the last uh, 20 seconds or so here. So, uh, Yak, you want to pick him up and talk to him, see if you can uh, reestablish that? And we want to hear that answer. And answers to come from Mark Harlan, Utah Athletic Director. Oh, I'm just getting started here. <laughs> I bet you are, actually. There's a lot of questions with this. Yeah, I want to go in. I think the time thing is, is a big deal. What do you mean? Well, we hear how busy these student-athletes are. I mean, we talk to them. You know, Jalen Johnson graduating three years, uh, trying to get to a place where he can go in and compete in the NFL right away. And you talk to him about social life and the college experiences. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, but you got time to make money, though. It's another yeah. story. Money, money talks, my man. And we all know that. All right, we got Mark Harlan back on. Sorry, Mark, can you go over that? But we just didn't hear the last 20 or 30 seconds there. Clearly, I, I need to get a better endorsement with a cell phone. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, no, I was, I was just saying team, dy- team dynamics have been something that have been concerned, you know, of concern, I think, by, by a lot of different folks. But we just haven't seen any issue with that, nor in all our educational work. We've been meeting with our students for weeks on this. It's just not something that 
uh, you know, we really believe is going to be an issue here. I think most kids, if they have an opportunity to earn well or do things, I think most of their teammates would be proud of them and happy for them. Um, I think if you start getting team dynamics that appear because of that, you probably had something else that was brewing anyway. So I'm, I'm confident our coaches will be able to handle whatever comes uh, in regards to that. So I'm curious, you compete inside the Pac-12 conference and you compete with these other 11 schools, so you want to have an edge on them. On the other hand, you also work together with them and the brand is all one and you certainly share ideas and best practices. So how does it work with name, image, and likeness? How much is sharing is going on with this and how much of this is, I want to tell those guys, we got to beat those guys. We're recruiting against those guys. Yeah, I mean, we've been working pretty closely together on it. I mean, as I said, we, we've been dealing with all the, the issues with, with what was going to come from Indianapolis via the NCAA on this. So we've been working real close with the member schools in our conference and, of course, the conference officials. Um, there has been some sharing of best practice, particularly on the education piece. Uh, how does your compliance office work? What maybe third-party vendors are you using to help with, with some of the things? But um, it, it really hasn't been kind of a... Uh, a secret thing. I mean, I'm sure we have some IP, so to speak, that we haven't shared with everybody, and I'm sure they would do the same. But by and by, it's been a very collaborative process. A lot of this, as far as kids getting opportunities, not exclusively by any stretch, but some of it's going to be based on their personalities. And the way their personalities have gotten out to the public has been through the free media interviews and they've got to play well and all that stuff but they you know they've got to be able to handle themselves in front of microphones and cameras and whatnot and that's a learning experience unto itself and you see kids come in and be very shy as freshmen by the time they're juniors and seniors I mean they're very very comfortable and I can list a ton of uh, Utah athletes that have just been marvelous at it Brian Johnson comes to mind back in the undefeated season in uh, football the last one that you had there so I'm wondering how much is this going to change the sports information aspect of it in terms of allowing kids to be accessible to be able to show their personalities as they develop? Well, in my mind, I think it can only help it. And, and let me tell you why. One, team rules are still going to apply, right? So team rules are always going to be clear that there's obligations you have to be a Utah student-athlete, and one of them is you have to engage with the media when asked, uh, whether that be post-game, during the week, whatever. I mean, there's, there's not a situation that we would allow for, for a kid to say, I'm not doing that, unless it's unrelated to uh, you know, something they're dealing with with their health or anything like that. That's a different story. So I think if you look at it from the perspective of it gives him or her an opportunity uh, to, to show themselves and to see those personalities. You mentioned Brian, and, and there's so many others we could mention, that, uh, that, that are great, and that's an opportunity uh, to put themselves out there. So I think we'll probably see more kids want to get involved if they believe that'll help them with their brand and, and those kind of things. But we're not going to get in a situation where, uh, I'm sorry, Paul Kirk, our great uh, communication director, I'm not going to do that today because you know, my agent says I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. We're, we're, not, we're not going to allow for that, nor do we have any anticipation that our students would push back on that. Mark Harlan joining us right now, University of Utah Athletic Director. So where do you think this is going to be a year from now? Have you got any idea where this is going, or is it just hold on tight? I really think it's going to be uh, you know, pretty simple. You know, The rule is there now. You can do that. 
I think a year from now, the students, particularly the ones that have been here on campus, you know, freshmen will always go through uh, the indoctrination process of this. But I think students will understand how much time they have for this. Remember, they still got to be a college student. They still have to do all the things they need to do to compete. And that time that's left, I think they will uh, figure that out. And where they want to jump in, jump in. You know, I think it's the headline for me, and it's, I've been saying this publicly for a while, the sky is not falling. Uh, you know, we'll kick off the ball on Saturdays and sometimes Thursday nights, and, and we'll, move, we'll move forward. Um, we also know that there will be things that we'll all read about and think, hmm, you know, uh, nationally, that, that kid went there, and, you know, we'll scratch our head. But I think we do that now, yeah. right, don't we? We, we, we? we do that now. So I think, I think it's probably going to um, probably settle into what I always thought, about 10 or 15% of our student-athletes will really engage in it and have an opportunity, and the rest, if something comes their way, they'll come forward and we'll help them do it. Throughout your uh, career as an athletic administrator, you've worked in a lot of different places and some bigger places where they've had pro teams of all sorts and even multiples down there, obviously, in the Los Angeles area. And then you come to a place, you're down in Tucson, you come to a place here like Salt Lake, and you know full well that college football, these guys, in, in, in essence, are our professionals, and we the media cover the, the heck out of college football and make a big deal of it. We're someplace like in the Phoenix area, you know, I've said it a million times, uh, the Devils can have a huge win and you turn on sports radio and they get to it two and a half hours into the show because they spend the first time uh, portion of it talking about the Cardinals because the pros are where it's at. So my point for you is do you think that this could be an advantage in terms of recruiting, even though you're not allowed to recruit to it, but the kid and his people can be smart enough to realize, hey, if I go to a place like Salt Lake, college football is the only show in town, basically, at that time of year. So it might be able to help me financially. Yeah. No, obviously, I, I do believe that. I do think that uh, it's a special place to compete here in Salt Lake at the University of Utah. You know, all the sellouts, if we're talking about football, and of course, some of our other sports as well. But, you know, it's... it's um, it, it's obviously a place where you can get a lot of engagement from fans, from media, and I think that that's just something that any young man, if we're talking about football now, is going to look at. You know, but I also believe the other things are important. Who's going to coach you? Uh, what kind of facilities do you have? What kind of university? What kind of degree? Uh, who are you going to play? Uh, you know, is it a full stadium? All those things will still be a part of the equation for a young man. I don't think any one thing. Again, I'm talking about mass majority of the time. I don't think any one thing uh, will, will take you over the top. I do say on this particular subject, as they dive in, I think any kid or parent will look at what you just said and, and be pretty excited about sending a young person to the University of Utah. Let me make it clear. You can't go, the rule is, is you can't go and induce someone to come here to University of X by saying, hey, you come here and I'll set this deal up for you. Right. But what you can say is time goes by, you know, you can say, listen, here's our Lasan entrepreneurship partnership. Here's the things we're doing. Here's how if you engage in this experience, we're going to help you. We're going to educate you. We're going to make sure that uh, you've done this the right way, stay eligible and have great opportunities. Here's a look at some examples, you know, of other kids that have done great things. They did the work. You can come in and do that, too. That's all fine. And we look forward to, to really showing that off as, as time goes on. So how savvy do you think that 
athletes, their parents, and uh, their high school coaches, whoever the other mentor influencers are, as far as over time realizing, hey, you go to Oregon and you partner with Nike and you go to L.A. and especially SC and there's all these opportunities in uh, Hollywood. And, you know, in Salt Lake, there's the spotlight because there aren't as many pro sports. You know, there's not Major League Baseball in the NFL. Uh, how savvy do you think people get on the other end of the recruiting spectrum without your coaches or any coaches in any school having to say anything? Well, listen, I, I know there's always the fringe on either side of any, any issues. At the end of the day, most, most parents that I meet with, they, they, they want to talk about how they're, again, football here, how their young man's going to be treated, uh, how they're going to have the ability to, to graduate, have a great experience, uh, that's the majority of conversations that we we have with parents. It doesn't mean that they want to uh, don't want to make sure that their son has the opportunity to earn if if he's got the time. But most parents are those like parents of always. They they want their son to come in and have a great opportunity to to get better, grow, um, and that's what we we focus in on. Listen, I, I know there's going to be headlines. I saw the one at, at Oregon yesterday by Kevon, and that's a great opportunity for him. And I'm sure definitely we'll have someone that that hasn't something like that that everyone will be reading and talking about. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, you know, what, what parents and families cared about before July 1 is still heavily prevalent today. How's the South End Zone project going? King Golf Red Zone is going great. Uh, it is, uh, it's just amazing. Every, every week uh, you just see more changes, particularly now in the interior. Uh, very excited about where it stands. You know, we've got very few... Uh, you know, seats left in there. We're, we're now kind of segueing to filling up the, uh, you know, the return of the bleacher seats that will kind of go up on each side as, as, it, as it heads up there. Uh, really excited about it. Students are excited about it. Uh, really look forward to some open house stuff we're going to do in August. So, so all fans, whether or not they're sitting in there or not, can come in and take a look. You know, underreported about all of this is the new space downstairs. Uh, dare I say, guys, a whole new media area. I know you'll miss the Crocker Room a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but a whole new new media area, incredible locker room for the youths, great recruiting areas that we can walk students by. Uh, just just an amazing uh, facility, a, a club down there that's going to fit up to 900 people, a field club. The team will run out and pregame right through the, the crowd. It's going to be special. And, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day who tried to scientifically explain now how the sound will be trapped uh, in, in the south there. It won't head out toward the street. So you can imagine, as possible, it's even going to be louder than ever. So uh, we can't wait to get that, that started. And uh, it's amazing to think that's a couple months away. So the media space, is it going to go back to the uh, old type of media rules? I get asked this all the time. What are you guys going to do? And it doesn't matter, you know, depending on the fan, it's Jazz, it's Utes, it's Cougars, whatever. How's that going to play out? What's that going to look like after a year of Zoom? Well, we got to get back to, to in-person. you guys got to do your work. It's good for our students to be in that session. I mean, obviously, uh, there could be some times when a Zoom makes sense for everybody. But, I, I you know, our head coaches know my – my play here is that we're going to get back to uh, you know to, to doing business as we did before because I think it was a good way to do it. Um, and uh, you know, in, in the case of football, just the, the way we've set it up down there. Now, I will say this, you guys, it's a, it's a big room with a glass wall, so that club group is going. To, you guys will be like fishing a bowl in there. <laughs> so the, 
So they'll be looking at you. So when uh, PK asks one of his infamous questions, uh, he'll get those same looks, DJ, that you're looked at by by hundreds of people watching. Oh no! So you guys will have to do a, you'll have to do a little hair hair and makeup uh, post game. Be nice. Yeah, I'm excited for it because uh, I think at that point, you know, once that thing is up and running. Uh, the way I look at that stadium and then with the football facility that opened, I think, before you got there and all that stuff, I look at it from the football perspective. The U of U pretty much at that point has everything that it needs to be successful. Yeah, I appreciate that. It's it's certainly something that uh, we felt like we needed to go over 50000 We needed to add premium seating. We needed to get way better working space for, for our football program during a game. Um, so really, really excited that we're there. And during a pandemic, to have all our donors step up, not miss their – their uh, annual pledge donations has just been really inspiring um, and shows the care that everyone has. Uh, and, and then you look at our fans who were buying tickets during a pandemic. So, you know, it really uh, it's just another testament to our amazing fan base. And, and, and you're right. You know, we have what we need. We've got great coaches. We've got great students. Uh, we just need to get back out in the field and do our thing. Well, Mark, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for coming on and talking name, image, and likeness and uh, looking forward to the wild, wild west, whatever this evolves into. It'll be great, guys. I appreciate uh, having the chance to talk to you guys and look forward to seeing you soon. Okay. Mark Harlan, Utah Athletic Director, joining us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So you hear him, and we had Tom Homo on last week, actually on the first day as it was all uh, turning loose. You hear the parallels there? You hear some of the differences there? And we'll get to that on the other side. And there's the tease. <laughs> we'll right back in a minute. And Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the jazz, coming up in 15 minutes here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.